you don't really want your little team falling apart. So I looked at everything. I incorporated what I saw in them, what their growth aspirations were, and a whole bunch of different things. And I created a 12-month program for them to really step into that. And every single one had grown up to be, you know, directors, associate directors, and senior uh, point scientists. So, wow, that's awesome. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with my most amazing guest, Nicole Magic. Nicole, thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you. Awesome. So give us some 5,000 foot view of who you are and what you love to do. Oh, geez, that's a loaded question. However, I used to be a chemist, um, and I am the empowerment alchemist where I help people to overcome their self-sabotaging beliefs and step into fearless authenticity so they can live a life that they love and deserve without compromising who they are. Awesome. So how did you go from being a chemist to an alchemist? (laughs) Well, um, uh, the half step along the way was I did get mercury poisoning and almost died. What? (laughs) Yes. How did you do that? That's the highest pitch I think I've ever hit on podcast. (laughs) Um, it was, well, it was a twofold thing that I had a chronic exposure to mercury, as well as a genetic uh, mutation that I can't process heavy metals out of my body without chelating them out. So it just built up and built up until it hit the threshold and crossed the brain barrier and um, yeah, wreaked some havoc. (laughs) Oh my God, that sounds brutal. What did you do? I would not wish it on anybody. Uh, I did go through a lot of testing uh, along the way because we didn't know that I had mercury poisoning and I was just having all these just what seemed they just like thought you were crazy. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. A little mad hatter disease. I will say that mad hatter syndrome is just like it is craziness. It really is. It's real. So there were things that I did lose uh, some memory from. And uh, let's see, I did things that weren't me for sure. And it also caused this almost like um, if you, I felt like I knew what a stroke victim and a dementia victim felt like at the same time, that not being able to say something that I'm thinking that I wanna say, And also seeing things in a very different way where uh, I really had to stop driving for quite a while because I would see a car down at the end of the uh, end of the road, I'd start to pull out and I was almost getting hit. So it was this delay in brain synapses firing. Wow. So did you know that you were going through something weird at the time? Like, did it seem weird or did it seem like, Hey, this is totally normal, but. (laughs) Definitely didn't seem normal when I started walking into walls and I was also updating people 
for a presentation that I was doing in chemistry. And when I was typing this email to, to give this update, I noticed that there was all gibberish on the, on the screen. And when I looked at my keys, my hands on the keys, everything looked right. And then I sat back and looked at it because I used to like deciphering code when I was a kid. And I started deciphering the code and I realized that the entire sentence was backwards. So I was writing entire sentences backwards in my email. That's kind of cool. It was kind of cool. And then <laughs> I'm I thinking had, somebody might be able to use that. To I was a little fascinated. <laughs> Can't lie. As a scientist, especially. And uh, I ended up calling up, uh, well, my husband at the time, my ex now. And I said, oh, there's something drastically wrong with me. And he said, well, you're only, you're only figuring this out now. <laughs> He's like, like, that was totally really normal. funny, but seriously. <laughs> Oh my God. So he totally thought that that was just kind of, Hey, this is Nicole. Yeah. She's a little off. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I'm starting to get an empathy for guys going, wow, how crazy are the women that you're married to that you think that when they have mercury poisoning, that's just, yeah, that's just her. Uh, well, you know, she's a little crazier than normal. <laughs> so, Whatever. so what happened? How did you get out of it? How did it I ended up, uh, one time I was getting my daughter some cereal and I passed out with the, the milk in my hand and I woke up and she was about two at the time. And I woke up to her, you know, just patting my face saying, mom, wake up. Like, you know, she thought I was kidding. Right. And I realized as I came to that, if I didn't figure out what was going on, that I could have just died. And had I just died, that it was my three youngest children in the house Aww. out of four. Yeah, the oldest was yeah. dad. And so I kind of barricaded myself into a room and just started brainstorming, writing out every single symptom that I had had, um, everything that I was feeling all along the way. And then I started going intuitively into my body and I kept hearing mercury. And when I kept hearing mercury over and over and over again, I started looking up mercury poisoning and what the symptoms were and piecing together all these random things that had happened to me over the years that they were all pieces of mercury poisoning. And isolated, they don't look like anything. It just, it, I chalked it up to stress. I had a very stressful job. I, I was a team leader and all this stuff. And when you put it all together, it was undeniable. So when I called up my doctor and said, hey, I think we need to test me for mercury poisoning. He actually laughed at me and said, oh, come on, Nicole, nobody gets mercury poisoning. And then I said, humor me. And we did the test and he's, he called back and said, I think you need to go see a specialist immediately. This is like crazy. You have wild mercury poisoning. Wow. So was it yeah. because of the work you were doing or was it because of something at home? What, um, where was it coming well, from? <laughs> if you can say. All I can really say on that is that uh, a couple of years after I had left that 
I found out that the room that was getting worked on while I was experiencing major symptoms was, it used to be the old thermometer room. Oh my. Yes. Wow. I did ask for the company to test for mercury and I got a big fat no. And then I got lumped into a layoff. Oh for a my. project that was cut that I didn't work on. <laughs> Oh my. So wow. That that's a tale that needs to be unfolded, but but so were you the only adult in the house at the time? Yes. That must have been crazy too to try and figure out how well how all pieces together without really knowing. Like if you ask me what I did last night and how I reacted to it, I almost can't tell you. <laughs> I, was like, I was not experiencing mercury poisoning. So like, how would you even know what you were experiencing? Uh, I guess it was more along the line of, I had gone through all these different tests. Every time something came up and I wasn't one to go to the doctor for every single thing. So something had to be serious for me to, to really be like, all right, let's figure this out. And when they couldn't, it was, okay, nobody's going to figure this out unless I figure it out. That's how I felt. And, and it going intuitively is how I got the clues to put it all together and then got the validation through the doctor. Wow. And when I did go see the specialist, he actually said to me, Nicole, I can't believe that you're sitting here having a conversation with me right now. And my response was, and this is how I was talking was you call this conversation, right? And, you know, usually I talk pretty fast. I can think pretty fast. And I was sitting there just like writhing in my skin because I couldn't get out what I wanted to say. And he basically shut me up at that point and saying that, you know, well, most people with the levels as high as you have are either a vegetable or dead. Wow. Yeah. So did they start doing blood transfusions or what they do? We went through um, chelation therapy. So I basically had to carry around um, a small suitcase full of all kinds of things to take. I was taking stuff every about hour and a half and like some things had to be with food, some things had to be without food, some things had to be an hour before food or an hour after food and all this stuff and liver buffers, uh, kidney buffers, GI buffers and other things were supplements to you know overcome all the stuff that was getting stripped out and the chelators themselves. So it was I, did, I could have not eaten food and had a full stomach all day long. So I had to fight with myself to actually eat food when I was supposed to eat food because I just felt sick all the time and I felt full all the time and constantly on a timer to take the next thing. And wow. I lived like that for about 18 months. Holy. It was not fun. No kidding. Uh, talk about some days where those days where it's like, uh, well, what if I just gave up today? <laughs> right. But that wasn't an option. 
Well, and I can totally appreciate that in so many ways because, and I think that's a, a conversation for another day is because I think that's a very normal way to react to a situation when, when you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's like, well, like, why am I doing this? Like, there's yeah. <laughs> got to be something better going on. Wow, that is great. So how did you then trans transition from that to what you're doing now? So on um, the day that we had a layoff, I actually intuitively knew we were going to have a layoff and that I was going to be in it. And I, I saw it coming probably about eight months before it actually came. And I kept like thinking about it. I'm like, oh, I know this is going to happen. So I, I started preparing myself for it. And the, the day that it came, I packed up all my stuff before I even got the email. And I put everything in piles on my desk of this has been reviewed, this needs to be reviewed, this is all set, you know, this isn't even started yet. And um, took my personal items to my car. Um, then when I sat down, I ended up getting the email and saw that I couldn't see who was in it. And I just knew. So I had called up, uh, you know, my counterpart who did the same thing. He had a team just like mine. We, we did the same things. And I said, hey, did you get this meeting invite? And he's like, what meeting? And I said, oh, yeah, well, I'm just, um, I'm just calling to say that it's been really awesome working with you the last nine years. And I'm pretty sure that this is a layoff. So I'll see you later. <laughs> and he's like, I'm coming over. So we had all these people around me that were like, crying practically and telling me they can't do this. I'm like, don't worry about it. They, they can do this. They are doing this and I'm okay. So I definitely had the mindset of, of all that. So to answer your question and transitioning out of there, I was the one sitting there in this entire meeting, looking at all the positives and holding space for all of the people that were in that room. There were some really awesome people in that room. There were some pretty important people in that room and some really hard workers in that room. And I was just like holding that space. And when I left, I felt so good because I had already packed up my stuff and basically said, okay, next wave, whatever that is, I'm coming after it. Wow. It took some time for me. I'm surprised you didn't take any evidence with you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's Whatever. just me. That's just me. <laughs> awesome. So it's, now. It's kind of like cut the cord. And right. I well, and that's out. a much healthier way of doing it and looking at it because, I mean, holding on to the past just keeps you stuck in there and that's not healthy at all in any way, shape or form. So now you're helping people go experience or experiencing health in their body or what exactly are you working with them on? So a lot of different things. So when we really tap into our beliefs, our beliefs manifest in all different areas. So it doesn't matter if it's health, finance, relationships, career, all of the things, your beliefs pretty much roll out your what your thoughts are, your emotions, your behaviors. So whatever your reality is, it's based off of your beliefs. So I help people to really tap into whatever pains that they're having, we delve really deeply into where that comes from on the belief system and then take find that belief that's causing it and then unpack that, erase it 
and then install a new positive supporting belief that's empowering. So we reframe the whole thing and, you know, put that in instead. Nice. And I love that. Ripples miracles. It's pretty awesome. I love that. And I think that's one of the key components that to me, I experienced with traditional therapies that they didn't incorporate the new way of thinking so that you had a different way of processing. It was just, they left you with this vacuum and you were stuck going back to the way you thought about things before, which obviously doesn't help. So how did you, how did you come up with that process in itself? So that process, I had had started my business before I had left chemistry. And so I I utilized a lot of what I do because I had been studying all kinds of different things since I was a little kid. So 12 years old, especially um, dream symbolism and a lot of intuitive stuff. And and also, because I was very intuitive since I was born. And when you couple that with different techniques of really overcoming things, I was very shy. People can't believe how shy I used to be. And it was, I utilized the techniques that I used for myself. So there's a lot of experiential pieces and also really understanding how the body works. I'm a scientist, so I've spent a lot of time studying the body and also uh, different parts of the psyche with the body. And when you look at all these different techniques, whether it's NLP, CBT, even things that I incorporate, um, alone tapping, a lot of people do tapping, right? Mm -hmm. And alone, those things, they work for a period of time, but then something happens and you slip back in. I use a lot of the experience and expertise and, um, certifications that I have to pull it all together so that you erase it permanently. And that's really where, what sets me apart, I guess. I love that. So who do you love to work with? Who's your ideal client? Ooh, I love uh, team leaders and, you know, smaller teams and team leaders and business owners. A lot of my clientele are women in business and they are just fantastic because they've gotten into that space where they may have spun their wheels a bunch and can't figure out why things aren't working and when we tap into it it's like everything unlocks so they're ready and they're willing to really step into that space and do a little bit of the work that is required to get there. I love that. So how would somebody bring this into a corporate space where they're going, okay, I have this team of people. We're not working together so well. We're not getting the results we want. Hey, I think I'll bring Nicole. Like, how, do, how does that step go? Uh, I love the team aspect because when I, when I come in and work with a team, I'm looking at each individual in the team and then the team as a whole and also the leader of the team. So how they're speaking to each other, the different personalities that they have and and what are the issues that they're having? Because you wanna really pull in what are the beliefs that are behind the behaviors that are causing the blocks? So I really tackle all of that together. And 
when you start seeing that everybody's moving like cogs instead of just random wheels all over the place, <laughs> everything comes together and the exponential, everything that happens after is just, it's, it's awesome. I love my teams. <laughs> love it. So did somebody bring you in as a communication expert, as an intuitive? How do they make that introduction? Uh, I guess that just depends on what it is that you want to focus on and, you know, what the, what the issues are, because uh, I, people look at me and they say, I bring the science and the spiritual together in a way that's not super on either side. So I'm able to talk the language of whomever it is that I'm talking to, uh, if you want the more scientific aspect. I got that. If you want the more intuitive spiritual side, I can talk that too, because I've experienced both. I'm more of the, if you look at science and spiritual, I'm the quantum physics. I love that. Because I'm just, with the experience that I have had in the corporate world, I'm just going, I'm looking at that going, okay, so we have a team of, I don't know, even chemists <laughs> go, okay, and we're going to bring in this woman who's going to work with us so that we're more effective together. How do you bring that up to HR and go, hey, I know this woman, she's awesome. She's amazing. We need to bring her in and <laughs> we're going to bring spirituality into a chemistry. Conscious health. leadership. That's how there I put that. That's really what I incorporate a lot when, when I was working with my team and seeing different things that were happening in a huge growth within the company that systems were falling apart and our systems were going to fall apart. And looking at my team as a hub for eight different departments within a development area, eh, you don't really want your little team falling apart. So I looked at everything. I incorporated what I saw in them, what their growth aspirations were, and a whole bunch of different things. And I created a 12-month program for them to really step into that. And every single one had grown up to be, you know, directors, associate directors, and senior uh, point scientists. So. Wow. That's awesome. I was going to say, my next question was going to be, give us an example of one of your Cinderella stories. And that was, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Awesome. I love that. So I know our listeners are going to want more from you. How did they start their journey with you? They can get in touch with me at Nicole at magicllc.com or, you know, just go to my website, magicllc.com and and contact me through my page too either way love Drop that me a line. i'd love to hear about anything and magic happened. with a j yes yes m-a-j-i-k yes awesome and of course we'll have those in the show notes so you can scroll down and check those out and if you're completely lost go to awarenessstrategies.com slash blog look for nicole or intuitive or um conscious living will all of those will pop her name up I assure you. So awesome. Love that. I have to ask, at what point in life did you know that you're a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Ooh, I was probably about mm, six or seven. I used to sell tickets to shows at, in my garage. Um, so you did like plays I did everything. and stuff? Yeah, my sister and I would put on these plays, we'd coordinate everything, we'd do everything, we'd sell tickets to the neighbors, we also sold, you know, we did the lemonade stand, and, and I also, um, I don't know, I think I, I might have been like 
nine and I started a little like spy club in my neighborhood too that I sold a membership to. So oh, I've always been awesome. an entrepreneur. <laughs> so did you come up with your own um, mysteries that had to be solved or <laughs> not a homework? <laughs> we had um, different acts that we would do set to like music or magic acts or different things. So we, we would set up the chairs in, in the backyard and everything. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That must have been super cute. So did you have more adults or more kids buying the chairs? We had, we probably had more adults. We, we had a good show. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. That's so cute. Awesome. Nicole, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. I know how valuable it is. Any last words for our peeps? Well, whenever you're feeling that things are not really going as planned, just toss it out to the universe. What can, how great can it get? You know, what can, what can be, what can be in my favor? How great can it get? Love that. Awesome. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and join our Facebook group, Business Ownership Secrets to Scaling. I'd love to connect. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.